0: Hello, welcome to the Rabbit Hole, the Definitive Developers Podcast. Living Large in New York. I am rabbit number one, Michael Nunez. We have Rabbit number two, Dave Anderson, and Rabbit number three, Elfie Kreutz. And today we'll be talking about gamification within programming. Like gamifying your professional development in particular.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Why slave away with a book about CSS? <laughs> just reading all the properties when <laughs> you can when you can play a game you can play a game yeah learn by doing
1: learn by doing and without even realizing that you're doing because you're having so much fun right <laughs> it's
0: it's a trap <laughs> imagine that there's like uh there is that element of you know having to know something but doing it through a game which makes it more entertaining and then it's like twofold. A, like you're enjoying yourself. So you remember this moment. And then you remember the thing that you were doing to, to continue on in this game. Right. So
2: like what, what might be the benefits of like studying something through like gamification rather than just reading the docs?
0: For me, I mean, there's a, there's a way to track your progress. That's like, you're able to see it. Yeah. If you go to like your user profile, right? Like looking at points, like, yo, I got I got 200 points because I went through the first stage of this particular game, if you will, or like I'm in the second level, right? Like knowing that you have progressed for me is like definitely, you know, you progress through a book, but it's just like, it's another <laughs> CSS book. You know, I, I feel
2: like that's probably why like I... When I get through a book, like, I, I feel like in my brain, I have gamified it. And I'm, like, looking mm. for that feedback loop of, like, okay, like, I'm reading 10 pages in, you know, five minutes or something like that. Like, I'm going to, like, get my pages per minute up. Yeah, like, my, my e-reader, for my e-reader yeah. tells me my stats. and I'm like, I got to get that, those stats up.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, so you find that motivating. I don't always find that motivating, but... Uh, yeah, I think the thing about gamification is you have some kind of, like, inherent risk-reward cycle. For instance, in the game CSS Grid Garden, and we'll get more into, like, the different examples of games, but in that game, when you write in a property correctly, it'll, like, water your garden, and you get this little animation of your plants growing just a little bit.
2: Ooh, and very for cool. For me,
1: that's just... That just does it,
2: yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like this this strategy of like creating these feedback loops, these you know, like risk and reward cycles, has been really popular across a lot of different areas. Not just for for learning, but for for other purposes too, like for exercise with like Fitbit or trying different beers with Untapped, or even like gamifying contributions. Like Google is always telling me, like. Hey, if you just completed four more reviews, I would give
0: you a star. Yes! Oh man, I am I am level six in the Google reviews. Yes. I love the reviews, right. and it's only because you get those points at the end. And it's like, oh, you wrote a long review plus forty, and I'm like,
2: yes! yeah, I
0: I, yeah. I except bro. for for me, I've chosen to not accept that. <laughs> it's just
2: like if you just wrote this review, you'd level up, and I'm like, no.
1: it's like (laughs) demotivating right
0: there's a a phrase what is it what gets tracked gets managed oh yeah or what 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 gets measured gets yeah what gets measured what gets measured gets managed or what gets whatever when you're looking at data and i think in terms of these points or like you know these systems and you're able to call back to them then you're more likely going to you know, expand on that particular behavior. I think what you mentioned, Dave, right? The idea of your e-reader giving you these stats is motivating you to continue reading, which is something that I'm not going to get when I pick up a physical book. Like the, mm. the book is, a, you know, there is no, the only tracker of me and my success in reading this book is how far I've gotten. But like, <laughs> you do that all the time. I mean, you've been doing this since you were Four or two, whatever. Like, you just read books. Like, but right. the e-reader will tell you, oh, you spent X page here. And that's like really interesting. Like The e-reader motivates you to do the reading because they could track I
2: didn't have the Book It program, so I did. I was motivated by pizza as well. So oh. <laughs> my <laughs> speed of uh, reading books. I think another like, gamified kind of platform that isn't learning-based that is used... Admittedly, every day by many programmers, uh, Stack Exchange and Stack Overflow, the process of like gaining points, upvoting, contributing answers, gaining reputation, like those are all kind of like little gamified systems. And I, I, I hadn't looked at the Stack Exchange homepage in a long time, but there's there's so many different communities that are built. And even the process of like making the communities, like deciding which communities are going to get set up. Is also gamified and like has a system behind it. It's uh, kind of neat.
0: Yeah, I think I always forget that there are other Stack Overflows outside of how do I do this in JavaScript. Right, like there's like a like a home renovation Stack Exchange <laughs> and like a movie Stack Exchange. Yeah, you could probably ask
2: them when to salt your sidewalk and get a very competent answer from someone who's hungry <laughs> for those points.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to have to make my way over there for, you know, whenever it's going to snow here in Larchmont. So I have to figure that out. But yeah, I think uh, I'll have to see who's hungry for the points so I can ask that question.
1: Yeah. That's an especially good point, though, Dave, because it's like, because you have this element of gamification, in this case, like competition with others and also point scoring, you have a situation where knowledge that might not otherwise be shared people are motivated to share it
2: right (laughs) 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 yeah without those points i would never tell mike when to shovel (laughs) the (laughs) sidewalk
0: Never. (laughs) I need help. Uh, If you're hearing this, I'm buried under this sand Uh, and snow. I don't know. Help me. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it'll be a
2: a point. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, I will upvote you.
2: (laughs) So, uh yeah. So, why don't we? Why don't we talk about like some. Games that we can play to like up our up our learning our professional development, yeah, get those points in learning so that we can get those points in our bank accounts, I guess.
0: yeah, I mean, hey that's a that's a good way to put it. Uh, I think first and foremost that we uh, had discussed is coding exercises. You have websites that will ask you a programming question, and if you know how to answer them, then they reward you with points and levels. I think uh definitely leak code is pretty popular in that regard of like here are a list of questions, how can you solve them? And you get points for leveling them. I don't know if it's leak code or if it's a different website, but they give you your ranking based on your it's like your karate title, and you could be like the <laughs> fifth kill and the sixth kill, which like is the the tier in which you are and and your belt. Right. You can have a white belt and starting and then ultimately end up as a black belt programmer. So, like, the idea that they have that kind of conversion for you makes that a little bit more fun. I am a black belt JavaScript developer. Like, what does that even mean? I don't know. Uh, but for this website, you're, the he- you're a head honcho. Respect. You're a head honcho yeah. for sure.
2: <laughs> I really like Advent of Code too. Like, they, they do this every, every December. They have 25 days of coding exercises, which is like a little present for you and they're all kind of like they all have a lot of character and are fun and winter themed and they get pretty challenging as the month goes on
1: i mean who doesn't love lead code right i mean (laughs) (laughs) i guess like i was more intrigued to find some tools that like are more what you might think of as like typical games for example if you've ever played vim adventures It's sort of like an emulation of an action RPG that teaches you how to use Vim keyboard shortcuts. It's pretty fun. It's even got like the little uh, video game type soundtrack going on with the sound effects.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that one's like behind a a pay thing. You have to subscribe to it, right? So
1: I never never did
2: it, but I played the intro adventure and I, I did have a lot of fun. I thought it was pretty cool.
1: Well, and sort of the metric that I'm using here, right, is like, did I stick with it with the game? Did it teach me something? And the answer to both those questions for that game is yes, absolutely. Cool.
2: So you've started using more Vim key bindings and...
1: I have, yeah.
2: I'm too cheap to pay for Vim Adventures, but there are like plugins for different editors like VS Code and IntelliJ that will... It's not quite as much of a game. It's not... You're not going to have fun. I guess.
1: (laughs) No fun will be had. No fun will be had. But
2: it will remind you when you could have used a shortcut and it'll bang you on the head and be like, you could have used a shortcut 57 times. And this is 57 different, you know, times that you clicked a menu that you'll never get back in your life.
0: Oh no! <laughs> so it's like reper. It's like it's like scolding you. It's like the opposite of gamification, and you're like, oh no! I need to I need to go and address that. Use that shortcut. I guess
2: like gamification it, it adheres to like the positive reinforcement feedback <laughs> loop, and those plugins are definitely kind of like a ruler slapping your hand. Uh, negative <laughs>
0: feedback.
1: The shame shame spiral. Shame <laughs> oh, spiral. <man. laughs>
0: The shame spiral for VS Code, I mean for Vim, oh my gosh. I don't think I've played Vim Adventures uh, fully. I think that there's always a time every year I make a New Year's resolution that I'm going to be a real developer and learn Vim and then I forget that Vim Adventures exists and I don't do the New Year's resolution, but then I realize it exists. Maybe that'll be, my New Year's resolution should be to buy the game and then complete it. And maybe through that, I will learn Vim the same way you have, Sophie.
1: Yeah, maybe so. Well, in some of these games, you can get into like a private server and then compete with people. Sometimes that's even more motivating uh, for folks to have not just like the game itself, but to have like, you know, a human that you <laughs> competing with.
2: Yeah, I, I absolutely love Type racer for typing practice. Like they, yeah. they always have like, nice little varied like varied text snippets from books and music that yeah. you write out but then the added aspect of competing with your colleague or like some random people
1: we all played this game
2: <sighs> yeah I, i'm not
1: gonna i'm not gonna say who won dang uh. yeah
0: yeah and it wasn't me either. Uh, I'm really bad at... Type bracelet makes me realize how slow I type at 60 words per minute. Because there are people who, I don't know if they're like copy and pasting and cheating or whatever, but they'd be like, yo, 150. And I'm like, how? How are you getting that many words per minute into the, uh, into the interface? But Sophie crushed us with like 85 words per minute. Very easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean... <laughs> Own that <laughs> stats, Own that Sophie yeah. Own that um, yes that but like
2: yeah like typing is is one of those like kind of underrated uh programming skills too um because uh there are a number of things that can go wrong while you're programming and to have typing be one of those things is uh just a distraction like it's it's such a it's literally a mechanical thing it's a muscle memory thing so Building up the muscle memory for it um, frees you to just crush other things. So this is why Sophie
0: will be coding circles around uh, Mike and I. Easy, yeah, five oh minutes, and it's a whole person of a whole one of us essentially
1: <laughs> if, look if if all I had to do for my job was quickly type things that I was given to, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true like in in the end, like the bottleneck is not the typing uh it's it's like the thought and the collaboration, and yeah, yada yada yada, but like
1: it is it's fun there's yeah. a diminishing
2: return, like I guess like but you know if you it's good to have like a level of muscle memory and comfort and it feels good to get into flow with that
1: for sure yeah it's good flow
0: what are some other games that y'all like to play i think the ones that i run into here's an example this never fails me anytime someone has a css issue and like, oh, I don't understand CSS. I mean, Dave, you may you may remember times where I would complain about how I don't know CSS. Fun fact, I still don't. But what I do is anytime that I feel not too confident about CSS or Flexbox in particular, I would go and play. Flexbox Froggy, it is the best game <laughs> like to play. Shout out to Kirsten who introduced me to Flexbox Froggy. But every time I think about CSS, it's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, do, a of, yeah, I gotta do a couple levels. of levels of Flexbox Froggy just so that I can remember, oh, justify content and align items, and blah, blah, blah. It's like so good for me to remember that kind of thing. It's pretty dope. Flexbox Froggy, tell your friends, it's pretty dope. <laughs>
1: Yeah, get that get that frog on that lily pad.
2: Right. Yep. He just wants to go home. Okay, let him go. Home. <laughs> I I was surprised at how many of these um kind of layout style CSS games there are and they they're all pretty cool. They all seem like they'd be fun and educational and
1: enjoyable to play. Yeah, Flexbox Froggy and then there's Flexbox Defense, Flexbox Adventure, and of course CSS Grid Garden as I mentioned earlier.
2: Right, yeah, watering watering the garden, getting all your flowers where they need to be.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, no, and not only that, but like it was also I I play a couple levels and it's like you water the flower, like a little carrot comes out from the yeah, ground, which I'm is great. Like, oh, I'm growing, I'm growing digital carrots, people. This is great. But then there's also one where it's like, oh, you gotta get rid of the weeds. Well, like oh, the, the poison! Thorns. You poison, and it's like, oh yeah, like are you're you making your garden better. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta poison the thorns because they're uh-huh. attacking your your garden, bro. Like, yo, back
2: off, thorns! Is <laughs> my carrot? Get out of here! I didn't try that one, but I did try the Flexbox defense, and it's just like so clever to like use Flexbox for laying out where your towers are for tower defense. Like, I've never like dug too deep into the genre, but it's kind of a classic mobile game. Kind of thing, and
0: yeah, it it translates surprisingly well. Yeah, and to be able to do that with CSS was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool to think of where you would line up your units and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty. It was a good combination, as you mentioned, Dave, of the two genres and the two types of things that could go right. And then you actually learn. It's like, oh man, I got to level thing level, you know, ten where I got a chance to line up all these different units using CSS for each one and. And I imagine that, like, sticks to you at the end of the day because you understand how to align your items. Yeah. Allowing the items and justify content. That's the ones that come into mind right
1: now. Yeah. These, these games paid pretty much immediate dividends for me. Like, I was able to use some CSS stuff that I had practiced in these games in in my job, like, in you know, pretty much right away. So... It, it works, people. It works. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crushing it, typing, laying out uh, elements. The the one that I haven't really dug into, it seems more like kind of a refined programming game for a more civilized type. They, they have a lot of like Regex-based games, like Regex Golf uh, was the first one that I heard of where you have to write your Regex in such a way that it matches all of these 10 things but none of these 10 things with as little characters as possible so like like a golf game you're trying to minimize the characters and get the accuracy um you know over here but not over here and <laughs> it's very humbling uh like
1: yeah you know yeah
2: I guess i i haven't reached for it that much because like i'm not often writing regex like when i need a regex like It is like a pretty standard kind of regex that, um, you know, you can look up where it's like, okay, like, what is a a great way to write a regex for matching an email, which you can do yourself, but there are edge cases and things like that, that you might not want to be responsible for.
1: But yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Um, You got to go into this knowing regex though, like that's the thing. It's like you know, it's funny learning regex. It, to me, it kind of feels like a, like if you know regex, it's like knowing Esperanto or something. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> I I think it's pretty <laughs> braggable though. You know, like if if you just oh, like absolutely. bang out a regex, then um, absolutely there's going to be a, a level of respect. And also, actually, um, the regex golf could come in handy if you keep digging into Vim Adventures and you're doing your global search and replace or things like that. Then. I feel like that would mm. be super useful.
1: Next time we show up here on the podcast we're just going to talk to each other completely in regex.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. We will match, no, no, no. we will match this concept but not match the other concept It'll <laughs>
0: Completely <laughs> thread the line. I found the I guess it's more like a tutorial more than a game but regex1.com Uh, was really good at introducing the various regular expression concepts so that you slowly build up your uh, regular expression skills with these little assignments that you get. Um, So I was able to get pretty far in Regex 1, and then I tried like a couple levels of uh, Regex Golf and it was just like, oh man, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, people are doing this in two tries. And I'm like, it took me six, I guess. I mean, I, what is that? <laughs> oh, uh, but you did, um, it though. That's great. Yeah. There's like, what is it like? A, uh, I don't know my golf terms, but there's like a par. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. There's a par and a birdie, right? I'm getting birdies all over the place. And that, yeah. well, oh, that uh, sounds like a good birdies, thing. Birdies, I know it's birdies. not. You
2: want, you want the birdies. The bogeys are what you don't want. No, the boat.
0: Oh, yeah. The bogeys. Yeah. No, I don't know much about regular expressions nor golf both but that is a game that I thought was really cool cuz they've all these different things that you want to match and don't match and I thought it was pretty challenging. And then the last one part of the reason why I picked up uh, RegEx1 and started doing it is because of there's a regular expression crossword where like you're supposed to look at two different types of regular expression and then come up with the unit the similarities of both at the very end and i was like wow i don't know regular expression enough to know what that would be so i'm gonna learn regular expression so i can play these games so i thought it was pretty cool.
1: i especially like this one bobby because i feel like it really does teach you how to do it right like it teaches you sort of character by character
0: yeah, it's and it's just like how do you like, you know, if you have if you have one thing over here and an, another regular expression over there, what would be the joining factor of the two? And I'm really bad at crosswords. I am so bad at them. But I feel like I can I can jam out to regular expression crosswords. It's regexcrosswords.com or regexcrossword.com. And I guess like zooming out like
2: just looking at computer programming and learning and gamification uh and thinking about like my own first experience trying to program and like many other people's first experience trying to program jeff atwood the writer of the coding horror blog and uh founder of stack overflow and many other great things uh he is working on a project to take a book that was very formative for his childhood um, a book called "Basic Computer Games," which has a bunch of different programs or games that you can uh, try to run on your own using the basic computer language. And he's updating that for uh, various modern computer languages. So that that seemed like kind of a fun project where you could take this—you could you could either help in like updating the the content of the book um for the modern languages or you could go through it and um try to make your own computer game um which like for for me like when i was young was a primary motivator i just wanted to like have fun and like what what's more fun than like making something that is just going to help you have more fun and then like be able to change it as uh, however you want
1: and build your own world, yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Did you build your game, Dave?
2: I did. I made like kind of like an asteroid-style game where people would fly ships around and like shoot lasers. And I just kept on like adding to it for forever. And uh, and I just used, it was like it, it was very it's very embarrassing. And I, I I didn't know anything about version control. I didn't know anything about like uh, you know proper programming structures and things like that. Uh so it it was like really interesting, like all the messes that you would get into trying to do this without like kind of the basic, you know, hygiene of (laughs) programming things. I you know. So I think eventually I tried to refactor it and I just broke it all and then it was just like it's it's just a broken mess now. (laughs) I only have one backup from like, you know, a year ago. It's
1: an artifact now.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) It's a piece
0: of
2: art.
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, lessons learned. <laughs> you know, for some people, the work that they do is work. And once that work is over, they walk away. Right. But the idea that we have like these games in. Flux with programming and the fact that I still use them, I always find that really, really interesting because like you use a game sometimes to escape, right? You get immersed in a video game and sometimes don't want to go back to, you know, the real world or your, your problems or whatever, but I'm over here playing Flexbox Froggy because I want to put CSS, uh, this CSS element frog on top of a CSS element lily pad. And I think this is like a really good way for us to like ease us into learning, into picking up these concepts of uh, programming. You know, that makes us better developers at and better CSS writers and regular expression enthusiasts and Vim uh, aficionados at the end of the day. I'm curious what other games exist out there in that, like, there's probably some, you know, way that they've infused JavaScript into into video games and would love any kind of, like, feedback on that. Because it'd be great to kind of explore those things, too. I mean, I, I, JavaScript is fun. I don't know. Some people may not believe that. But for me, and I believe for most of Yeah, parts,
1: it's totally fun. <laughs> Go out there and have some fun with it.
0: <laughs> Go out there and have some fun with these programming games and learn some things and bring those learnings back to the workplace. Follow us now on Twitter at Radio Free Rabbit so we can keep the conversation going. Like what you hear? Give us a five-star review and help developers just like you find their way into the rabbit hole. And never miss an episode. Subscribe now however you listen to your favorite podcast. On behalf of our producer extraordinaire William Jeffries and my amazing co-host Dave Anderson, And me, your host, Michael Nunez. Thanks for listening to The Rabbit Hole.